This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Register, so if you're not registered, new law does require you to, uh, if you've moved anywhere within Missouri and you're a registered voter, you can still vote that day. There's This is only for uh, new voters to the state of Missouri. You can change your address on election day. You have to do that in our office, though. That's going to be a, a something new. Like, if you've moved from county to county and you need to update your address on election day, you have to do it in our office only. You cannot go to a polling place and do it. It has to be done here. That is Steve Korsmeyer, Cole County uh, Clerk tomorrow uh, is the next Wednesday. Tomorrow, last day to register to vote. And here's what I would do and please, Steve and Brianna and other local, don't be mad, but I'm highly encouraging you just to make sure, and I bring this up, we were talking about uh, valid photo IDs and everybody, what do you hear? 99 times out of 100. Yeah, I got a photo ID. Who doesn't? But ask people what the expiration date is mm-hmm. on that photo ID. Cause you to kind of step back and it's a thing to just kind of keep up in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, voting's a big deal. I mean, you're voting for public officials that are making laws for us. In a couple of years, again, the, the leader of the free world you're going to put in for, you know, having an up-to-date ID. I, I've heard some buzz about, you know, people having out-of-state ID and then maybe moved here recently. Yeah. They registered to vote locally like they're supposed to, but it's like, oh, well, that's something to update, too, not to blame anybody, but... When you move somewhere, you're a citizen here, you register to vote. Yeah, it's probably something to do when you get a chance. And so, Bog, your county clerk is what I'm saying. And I'm sure, listen, we voted for Steve uh, Korsmeyer. We voted for Brianna Len. We voted for these county clerks. Call the county clerk's office if you need to. Go and see and make sure you're all uh, up to date. And I wonder when, you, when we go in, because I'm looking at uh, mine. Uh, Marsh, if you look at the weight on, do we have to, if I go and see Brianna Lennon and Boone, can I update motor him? Do I have to update my weight on there too? Is that? It's probably a DMV thing. <laughs> uh, so actually, and my weight is actually, you know, I, I ballooned up to prior to, uh, quitting drinking. I was, I was rolling around almost literally, uh, rolling around at about 230 pounds. You getting back toward the 180? Oh my gosh, yeah. So I and then I bottomed down at about 190, uh, and I'm kind of bounced around between when you know what my driver's license says I weigh. <laughs> Any guesses? How's worth? I better not guess. <laughs> <laughs> One, 185, mm. and I'm I'm a little bit more uh, than that. So, for you. Uh, point is, make sure everything's up to date. Welcome into the show. Uh, any minute here, we're going to be chatting with Brian McGraw, superintendent of the Jefferson City Schools. Well, it rains here in mid-Missouri. Uh, the voice you hear this morning that you may not be recognizing, is that of Steve Spellman? Good He's morning. filled in here before, does a lot, writes a lot for the Missourian, very involved uh, with things locally. Uh, he's uh, he's joining us on the show. I want to talk about a piece he's got coming out in Missouri on Thursday regarding um, things we vote for locally. Fascinating, uh, fascinating stuff. Stephanie Bell is back on Monday. There's Mr. Brian Houseworth. Good to see you. And uh, want to remind everybody, and you guys have done a great job reminding everyone about the, the voter registration deadline. One other real very quick note. Under the new law, it's still kind of tied up in the courts, but it's still in effect. New no-excuse absentee voting period. You'll be able to vote absentee. You won't have to worry about excuses October 25th through November 7th. So keep that in mind. You can basically, it's early voting, and both parties agreed to that, um, to come down in person to do that. So that'll give people an opportunity as well to do that. And conservatives with busy lives, you know, maybe take advantage of that. Yeah, and and, and it's for anybody, and it's uh, they'll be open also on some weekend hours as well, on some Saturdays. 
Uh, this is I- interesting for a couple of reasons. Christopher Arps, who's here every Tuesday, 635. This dude knows Missouri politics. He travels the nation. He's with Americans for Citizens Voting. Uh, right now, he's combating some of these very far progressive cities that want to let non-citizens and illegal immigrants uh, um, vote. And he is uh, saying no. Anyhow, brought this up to him. A prominent Democrat who ran for president several years ago has dropped out of the Democrat Party. Mm. Uh, And we mentioned this, and this was just coming through from Fox News, actually, as we had Chris Arps on. How would you you, uh, label Chris's reaction when we told him about this prominent Democrat ran for president several years ago, dropping out of the Democratic Party? He started, like, snoring really loud, like, (laughs) oh, this is no news. Like, well, I think it is news. I mean, it's not a shocker. Right. Marsh, um, let, let me ask you, what is your reaction? Before we mention who it is, what is your reaction to this person dropping out of the Democrat Party? I'm, maybe I'm overselling it. Maybe so. Well, yeah, it was one of those deals. I mean, the person involved is Warner Hart on her sleeve is pretty much a, a conservative. She comes from kind of, you know, kind of a different background as an American Samoan and a Hindu and all that. So, but, yeah, I don't think there's any great surprises. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Hmm. Uh, has said she's uh, she's dropping out of the Democrat Party. And basically, she says everything that we've been saying. She's talking about their, the, the wokeness and the racism on behalf of the party as a whole, the racist Democrats. I mean, everything that we've talked about forever since we got our political legs beneath us is... is, uh, is kids. She's saying, I'm, I'm dropping out of the Democrat Party. I think as... One of the more well-known names in the Democrat Party as somebody who ran for president. I thought that was kind of substantial news. I I agree with you, Brandon. I think it is in that she ran for president uh, and has gotten a lot of national attention as well. Now, I don't know what is she going to become a Republican independent. I'm a little unclear on that. I, I've, I've been this is the first time hearing of it, but she's on. I've seen her a lot of times on Fox News and Hawaii is a very traditionally has been a very democratic, pretty progressive state. Uh, Rain continuing throughout the day, uh, next couple of days, which is good. We need need the rain. So just a reminder to bring your uh, umbrellas. Thank goodness it uh, it waited until last night's Monday night football game. Chiefs beating the Raiders. What a great game. I'm guessing some refs are getting to talking to today about that call last night. We're going to cover that more a little bit later. Right now, I want to welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri here on the radio station. Brian McGraw, Superintendent, Jefferson City Schools. Mr. McGraw, welcome into the show. We are so glad that uh, you could be uh, with us this morning. I want to ask you this. Uh, first, I heard you, uh, I saw you a couple weeks ago, city council meeting in Jefferson City, and you were talking about your kids, and we all know uh, when we move our kids around, it can be kind of a pain. And you talked about to make it better, you'd, you'd buy them a dog or something. And you still hadn't bought the dog, but they were okay with that. Is that still holding true? That's still holding true. I keep getting um, Facebook posts all the time of uh, new dogs that are out there available, but uh, we keep uh, holding out. But uh, my daughter's had a pretty good run with uh, golf 
of late and uh, qualify for state uh, golf uh, for um, next week. And I think uh, that's going to have to uh, be some sort of reward. She's working <laughs> that in now, too. Holding Dad accountable. Brian McGraw, Superintendent Jefferson City Schools. We've got about five minutes here, so I want to get to it. Number one, let me ask you this. Um, right now, what is it that you're most proud of that's taking place in the JC school system? I think the work our teachers do every day and, and the movement and growth we see with the kids from when we get them at the beginning of the year and, and, and get and move them through uh, the educational process throughout the year. We have um, advanced placement courses going on throughout the district, the most in the area. Uh, we have 31 AP courses and pre-AP courses. Um, last year we had uh, 260 kids uh, pass advanced placement exams in the district, uh, which was more than double our previous high. And we have over 900 students enrolled in advanced placement classes this year at both high schools for national merit. Uh, semi-finalists, the most of, of the schools in the area. So we're super proud of the progress we're making each and every day. All right. Our guest this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, Superintendent of the Jefferson City Schools, Brian McGraw. Brian, talk to us about, uh, we talked to Larry Lenticum before his retirement it was back last summer. And I think to paraphrase, uh, going back to then when we talked to him about CRT, I think Larry's take on it was if there was a classroom discussion on current events, it was to provide exposure and to encourage dialogue. What is the Jefferson City Schools official position on critical race theory in the classroom? Our official position is we're not teaching it. Um, it, it doesn't get any clearer than that. All right. I like it. Nice and clear. Yeah. Uh, Superintendent, this is uh, Steve Spellman in Columbia. Uh, my uh, mother and uh, my wife as well uh, had experience in the local public school districts. And one thing that I don't think gets talked about in all the political discussion about you know, school funding or school choice and that sort of thing or school or student achievement scores and all that is a lot of kids are coming from. We'll just say they got troubles at home, whether it's poverty or uh, there's drug addiction or just just a tough situation at their home. And the kids coming to the classroom, you know, the teachers that you're, you know, uh, admiring and so forth in your comments, you got kids coming to the classroom that maybe aren't ready to learn. They maybe haven't had a, a square meal uh, or didn't get enough sleep or support with homework assignments and so forth. What do you see like the face of poverty in your district? I think, you know, we, we, we're teaching the whole child. Um, it's, you know, it's not only are we trying to, you know, get their reading scores up and their math scores and have them progress uh, educationally, but also emotionally, you know, and, and there's a lot of challenges that kids face throughout our district that we have to be pre prepared to help them. And there could be mental health challenges, uh, challenges in the home, and we're here to assist and make our kids better. At the end of the day, we want to have them college and career ready, but those challenges do exist. And and it's it, in, in a district, uh, you know, with our demographics, obviously, um, we're trying to to work with children and families each and every day to make their lives better. And it is a significant challenge. Superintendent, very quick question, and that is about, and we're not that far away. And that is about inclement weather, specifically the snow. Jefferson City has so many hills. I've, I've driven those over the years, especially in the snow. 
Um, what? How does it work? What is the process now? And I know you're starting this, but do you get out? It used to be Dr. Kimball and Dr. Straub literally would get out and drive the roads during, you know, during a storm and determine if it's safe. Do you do that now, or is it someone else? And at what point do you make that call? Because usually I get a call from you guys like 4.30 in the morning, whether or not you have school. How does that work? We try to get out there as early as possible, and I'll be out on the roads driving. I, you know, I came from North Pocono in Pennsylvania, Pocono Mountains. So I'm yep. used to, you know, we had a couple storms of 40 inches of snow, so um, I'm used to a lot of snow, but uh, I'm used to driving roads. I think, you know, we do have challenges when you get out into Callaway County, and, and you know, we have some, you know, roads that are, are not paved, and uh, but we'll be out there, try to notify parents sooner rather than later, try to make the call earlier and err on the side of caution, uh, you know, for the safety of our students and staff. Thank you. Uh, quick question from a listener. The career, this is from listener Bryant, career ladder for teachers they implemented this year. Is that going to be permanent or is this just while it's funded by the state? Our goal is to hopefully the state will keep funding it, um, but our goal is to keep that uh, if, if our budget allows. But um, definitely we have over uh, 600 teachers that signed up to participate in the program. So we're really excited about giving them an extra incentive and hopefully the state will keep that funding uh, going. Uh, we, we appreciate the, the work of the governor on that. All right, Brian McGraw, Superintendent Jefferson City Schools. You have our phone number, hopefully on your cell phone number. Our phone number here at the studio is 573-874-9390. Mr. McGraw, I'd like for you to keep that handy. If there's ever anything that you need from us, we're kind of like a politician. We're here to serve, man. So if there's ever anything that we can do on behalf of you, uh, parents and students in the Jefferson City School District, I want you to feel free to use that number anytime you want. Short notice. Hey, John. Hey, Brandon. I need some help here. Can you help us out? This is going on. Please feel free to use our phone number, okay? I appreciate your assistance and uh, service to the community. It, it, you have a great show, and uh, hopefully we can we can stay in touch and in contact from time to time. All right. Brian McGraw, Superintendent, Jefferson City School District. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Business news with a little twist. And only Stephanie Bell can give you. She'll be back uh, here on uh, on Monday for GM and other car makers. So we know supply chain issues. We know the cost of cars and what's happened over the past couple of years. I was excited, man. I've got a car. It's almost as old as producer Hannah. My car's old. <laughs> it, it doesn't even. It doesn't even. Have. Did, did you just say the car is old because it's almost as old as I am? It's almost. My, well, by today's standards, I bet I drive. Uh, what year is your car? Mine is a 12, 2012. Yeah, so you drive a newer car than I do. Spellman? Uh, I've got the newest car in the family. It's a 19. Oh. oh. Uh, so we I got 13, 08, 11 is the other cars for the kids and my wife. Yeah. yeah. So my car, I bet, I bet if you were to come by the Wake Up Mid-Missouri uh, parking lot right now, I would. I bet I've got probably the oldest car in the parking lot, actually. I got you beat. Do you? <laughs> yeah. What year? What year's uh, the Marsh vehicle? Oh, three. Oh, you do. You win. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your car is about as old as Hannah. But did you get excited over the past couple of years? I was like, man, how is th- all of a sudden the value, the trade-in value, and the resale value yeah. of my car is going up? Mine's gone up. This is good. 
Oh, but if I want to buy a car to repl- I'm screwed yeah. either way. And by the way, watch your property tax bill because assessed valuations on housing and cars has gone up. And that takes a while to reset. So if you get a surprise that your tax, my tax bill went up, well, your rate didn't maybe, but the value of your vehicle or your home maybe did. And that doesn't happen every year. Right? It's a whole thing. But And I hate to bring you down, but you're you, you bring you down listening right now. But, yeah, you're right. Get ready for that because you assessed valuation. Be aware. Be aware. Yeah, it's going to be um, different. <laughs> different. Different. Since the tragic events of January the 20th <laughs> of 2021. So shares of automakers, Ford and General Motors, uh, they've been taking a beating, especially yesterday. As the outlook for the industry as a whole has been darkening further with at least two Wall Street analysts predicting earnings will fall steeply uh, next year. So how will that affect us when we're in the car market? I wish I had an answer for you, uh, but I don't have a crystal ball. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. On Biden's mind, he went to Maryland to give a speech about the economy. Here's how that went. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. (laughs) I have two words for you. Uh, Colbert on Joe Biden. I have two words made in America. Uh, and I wonder sometimes, and I don't want to knock on a guy too much. He's almost 80 years old. Not too much. Not too much. But sometimes, and maybe this is going way deep down in the rabbit hole, but I wonder sometimes, uh, you know, when he says these things, when he goes to shake hands of imaginary people and he asks for dead people in the crowd and he says, I have two words for you and says, made in America. I wonder sometimes, be for real, like, are they doing this intentionally? Like the rope-a-dope? Hey, y'all, look how stupid and incoherent and aged I am. And then they're going to sucker punch us or something. I really wonder, because you, you would like to think, and I'm... I just, I, I just, come on, you can't be that... You can't make it up sometimes. Yeah, you can't make it up. Like, for real? Are you putting me on... Come on, man. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It, it makes sense, uh, and I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think, Brandon, the one thing, and Steve, too, that you can't underestimate President Biden in that we are in an off-year election. So traditionally, the party that is not in the White House does very well, and the Republicans still expect. But if you look at a lot of generic ballots, there are some that show it could go either way. And the fact that they're even the Democrats are even this competitive is just I, I'm 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 surprised now. Granted, in Missouri they're not, but nationally there are. But theoretically, based on history, the Democrats should be much further down than they are right now. If you look at history, even Eisenhower, as popular as he was, and he was very popular, uh, although he did not carry Missouri in '56. Eisenhower, as popular as he was in '52 when he won, in '54 the Democrats came back big. So we'll we'll see. Reagan lost seats too. Well, nationally, there is an information tilt that um, you know does favor uh, left leaning candidates, and there's an optimism there, whether it's uh, factual or a little less than factual, half truth type thing to. Yeah, Trump says it's a, a form of voter suppression. That's one of the Talking things he says in his... Press. Yeah, but he says, oh, look, the Democrats, they're going to do better than you. Know, conservatives don't go vote. 
is is his opinion and and some of others. Sure. To your point about the, the way the national news, and this is always obviously it's well documented. The way that, as a matter of fact, it's so well documented. We used to do features uh, on it because I love watching national news outlets and the way they frame and posit stories. Yep. And we'd love to see her and go, well, that's that's BS. It became an old hat because it was so common. They just quit doing it. But to your point, for example, and I think this is kind of a big deal. And I want to go to our uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of our news. How cool is that? Wake up, Mid Missouri has two news directors, <laughs> Mr. <Right>. John Marsh <laughs> and Brian Howsworth. How blessed are we, really? Very Can we fortunate. give both of these guys a round <laughs> of applause? Watch what you wish for, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think when you have uh, one of, not the, but one of the most prominent names in the Democrat Party who ran for president just a few years ago, drop out of the Democrat Party as happened today, I think it's kind of a big deal. Maybe not completely unexpected, but to go on to Twitter and eviscerate, I mean, she laid into the Democrat Party. And I get on, it's Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. by the way. I think it's a big deal, but I think even the bigger deal, there's nothing on the front page of the websites I'm talking now. There's nothing on CNN.com. There's nothing on USAToday.com. Right now, there's nothing on MSNBC.com. Now, I happen to think that is kind of a big deal. You have a Democrat who just a few years ago ran for president. She's leaving your party, and she's calling out your BS, but those news outlets aren't touching it, I think, because that is negative news for the Democrat Party. John, you want to go first? I have Brian sharpening his knife yeah, here. I've got some here's, thoughts. Here's my take on it from way back, and Brian could probably relate better than anybody, when we saw Chris Coster, when he flipped parties yeah. in Missouri, and then went on to run for governor and got uh, got spanked by Eric Greitens and all, but I mean, that was a big deal when he flipped parties and all, and it became an attempted pathway to governor for Chris, which is <clears throat> which is an interesting point. I'm glad you brought up Chris Coster because he had he had been elected as a state senator from a very Republican seat, Harrisonville, I believe, is where he was from, Clay County. Clay County. And, and then obviously, uh, the, you know, a lot of people didn't think that he would win attorney general, but he did and was elected to two terms. Um, so good comparison there. But to Brandon's point, I absolutely agree with Brandon in that. It's news. Tulsi Gabbard, a U.S. congressperson of that prominence, leaving the Democratic Party, uh, her leaving and her criticism of her own party. Of course, they're firing back at her. The, the base is really hammering her on Twitter as well. But the reality is that is news. It's certainly national news. I'd say the same thing if it were a Republican who ran for president. Who and, and, and you know if it did, if it was a Republican who ran for president and was switching or leaving the Republican Party, I would tend to think that Rachel Maddow and these folks, MSNBC, CNN, I'm sure they'd be covering it. But when Tulsi Gabbard does, it's not being covered, and it should be. It is absolutely, uh, and both of them, both of them would be news. Um, and when, um, what's this, uh, James Jeffords, if, if you remember James Jeffords from Vermont, he was a senator, didn't run for president, but a big name. He switched parties. I think he became an independent, but caucus with the Democrats. It was news, and it should have been. Maybe it got more coverage because, as I recall, it flipped control from Lot to Dashiell. Um, I'm going off a of memory on that. It was a very, it was very, very maybe a year, but boy, that was a big deal, and it should have been. But this, this is a big deal too, and it should be covered in the national press. 
they think it's an old Mark Twain uh, quote that uh, if if you don't read the papers, you're uninformed. If you do read the papers, you're misinformed. <laughs> Now, that's kind of quippy. No no offense to the professional journalist, John and Brian here. But, you know, the stories that are there that seem tilted, but also it's the story selection. What isn't a yep. story? Yep. And this not a story. The Hunter Biden laptop is the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't a story. Well, that seems like a story. Like, there seem like there's some important connections. And then later on, things changed, and then it was a story now. Well, it wasn't a story then. Um, so... You know, are we getting the full story? You, you know, if you watch MSNBC, CNN, you're not, you're getting obviously tilt. But it's more subtle than that. It's a deeper topic. And I, so I find it interesting that right now, so you have a, a Democrat who ran for president, and it's not on CNN, not on USA Today, to your point about this tilt and stories that aren't because it looks bad, and the CNN and the USA Today's are, prote- are protecting them. And this Hunter Biden stuff, uh, it was the Washington Post, your Russian disinformation, yeah. and a bunch of folks said, well, who cares? Listen, I don't care that Hunter uh, Biden was doing hookers and blow. That's not the point. The point was the ties to his dad and national news outlets. The big guy. The big guy uh, had the means and the capability to really investigate this, and they they didn't do it. Now, you're tied into the media. (laughs) As an amateur basis. Right. Yeah. No, I'm sensitive to these topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, you have a piece coming out in the uh, Missourian in the next couple of days. What's the focus? And by the way, when you read the Missourian, a lot of times Steve Spellman has several couple times a month. Really some great thought-provoking locally. They have a slant to them. It's local. That's the I try to contribute to the public discussion, and I think the editors there find value in a, you know, quote-unquote conservative point of view. I think that's what uh, voters are looking for. Hopefully it adds value to some readers and pisses off some readers Mm -hmm. and uh, some people I hear good comments. But basically it's about uh, some of the November elections and the national news is going to cover, you know, Fox News is going to cover U.S. Senate. And really, frankly, in Missouri, it's so red at large. U.S. Senate race is, was determined in August. I mean, it's Peter mm-hmm. Schmidt, or excuse me, Eric Schmidt, excuse me, uh, unless there's some lightning strike. Or, or an October surprise. Yeah, it'd have to be a pretty big deal. Uh, for Congress, you know, Blaine Luktemeyer is probably going to be, you know, the, the incumbent. Uh, Mark Alford yeah. is a Republican in the 4th District. Um, in Boone County, anyway, that I kind of look at, we've got uh, five state house districts. Those are all redrawn. By the way, if, uh, wherever you live and you're not sure what district or how it's drawn, go to the Secretary of State website. They've got a nice map, and it can kind of see where you're at and where those lines are at, what district you're in, and maybe uh, some uh, ones next door and so forth. But we got a couple gimme districts in the city of Columbia that are Democrat that uh, are running unopposed, which is a good indicator of that. David Tyson Smith is unopposed. He'll be easy uh, incumbent. He'll get uh, reelected. Uh, was it uh, Kathy Steinhoff? is uh, the other in the other district unopposed. She's the uh, former uh, director of the local teachers union. So uh, you can imagine some of the, the topics she's talking about. Uh, Cherie Tolson Rice does have an opponent, but her district is, um, you couldn't draw it more favorable for her probably, <laughs> just saying. Uh, she expects openly to win two to one. So uh, Last night, fundraiser for Dustin Stanton, uh, county treasurer appointed by our governor, uh, Mike Parson, running for uh, he's running for uh, election. Cherie Tolson Reich last night got up and said something I thought it was really, really cool because hmm. there were some other candidates uh, in this room in Hallsville last night. And she said, I'm asking you not to give me money. She says, if you want to donate to my campaign, um, please donate to people uh, like Dustin Stanton 
Shimon Jones. Shimon Jones is having a fundraiser tonight. She's running for um, Recorder of Deeds. Before we move forward, we're running out of show here, man. We need a longer show here. Gary Nolan's <laughs> coming up, my dad's favorite show. Saw this in the Jefferson City News Tribune. And so the whole piece really, John, it's not really about, um, you know, when because we all see this at the grocery store. But there's a guy by the name of Joshua Peterson. He's a uh, professor of humanities at Boston University. But Jefferson City News Tribune picked up his piece. And it's called, it deals with effective altruism. And basically it says, okay, you want to donate, you want to donate time. This is a concept I'm guessing that you're pretty familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what he says, he mentions, and it's it's not the point of the article, but it's it's my perception, and perception is reality, or at least my perception is my reality. He doesn't make it reality, but it's my reality. But he mentions in this in this article about like when you go through the cashier at the grocery store, and before you're entering entering all the stuff and holding up the lines, you're entering your, your rewards number and your pin number and this and that, and then you think you're almost done, and then comes question number eighty seven that says, <laughs> "Would you like to round up for no?" I mean, yes, I do, but it, no. We assume it's for something nice. We assume those dollars are going to something responsible, and it's actually helping, you know, a, a poor kid or animals or, or what have you. But, you know, I think part of the piece I kind of peruse that you're pointing to is in the news uh, Tribune there the other day. Um, or well, today, today, I guess, or but just the other day. Um, basically, um, you know, it, it's kind of responsibility of the giver to kind of know what that's going for. Um, and so the, the giver kind of has a responsibility, too. And there's a lot of good uh, charities. Some get vetted by whether mm -hmm. it's a United Way or friends and family. There's national websites that rate these charities quite often. And so, you know, a buck or two to something you know, that might help. You know, am I helping a panhandler on the street? Uh, former city councilman Mike Trapp, who was no right winger <laughs> by any stretch, said, uh, you know, basically you're getting a dollar to panhandler. You might be kind of keeping along an addiction of theirs. That might be going to the liquor store. It might be kind of keeping them in that. So it's they maybe need something different. I mean, you give them a gift card to Hardee's. Well, that's one strategy. Um, but, you know, dollars to some charity that you haven't really looked into, you assume is good, but you don't know. And who's going to be the person uh, who's going to stand there in the, uh, in the checkout line <laughs> and go, huh? I would like to donate to this charity, but let me research it. Hold on, everybody. I know the line is backed up. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday. That's the cashier to explain uh, it. Yeah. Uh, Let's Google it. We're going to open up the fridge. Uh, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard on 93.9 The Eagle. Enjoy. All right, let's open up the refrigerator and see what we've got in the way of leftovers. I love this. You know, when you're at your house and you open up your fridge and you're, mm, what's in here? <laughs> and sometimes you get surprised because there's like some leftover grandma's chocolate chip cookies and other times uh, not. I do want to, uh, something we didn't uh, didn't mention, ABC 17, uh, talking about cost special legislative session. Remember the special legislative session that happened um, a couple weeks ago, came to an end last week. We pay those lawmakers a per diem. We pay them, what is it, 130 bucks, 134 bucks a day? I don't know, something like that. About $126,000 for the Missouri uh, House. David Tyson Smith. Uh, and I personally like David Tyson Smith. I had a really cool uh, dealing with him whenever we were talking about pulling the uh, the mural out of the Boone County Courthouse. And we we took that offensive thing out and put in a jar of dirt. 
Uh, but anyhow, David Tyson Smith, I still will never understand that. David Tyson Smith had a really cool encounter. There was a, what I'm going to stereotype, some drunk, maybe homeless dude was outside of the courthouses. We're all pouring in for this hearing. And this guy started approaching David Tyson Smith. And David Tyson Smith took the time and talked to this guy. I thought it was mm-hmm. just a very human. Yeah, a personable fellow. Personable thing um, um, to do. We've had some differences. He called State Representative Chuck Basie a liar, and I asked him for clarification one time. <laughs> I said, what did he lie about? And he couldn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. Political speak. But he was talking about the cost for the special legislative session, 126000 bucks. Uh, Steve, anything in your refrigerator before we get ready? Yeah. By the way, Jen Bukowski. Now my dad is really excited. Jen's in the house. Yeah, Jen's in, in yeah. for Gary Nolan today. My dad's super stoked for yeah. Jen Bukowski show. Get geared up here. But, and, you know, a lot of talk about some of the candidates on the November uh, ballot and so forth. But there's a number of ballot initiatives, too, and several constitutional amendments. Uh, the one on marijuana is getting a lot of attention. Complex issue there. Uh, there's one about the National Guard, kind of changing the organization of that. I don't think that's getting a lot of attention now, so that's something I'm digging into. Amendment 5. regarding the National Guard. Yeah, I heard the first thing about that uh, last week. Um, And uh, actually, talked to a group National Guardsman, a young guy, some weeks ago. I said, there's something on there. He's like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay. (laughs) So I guess we'll learn about that. I'll be speaking at the Columbia Packarderm Club in a couple weeks on uh, October 21st. That's noon at Dickey's Barbecue. They're on Forum in Columbia. And then uh, some folks from the Concerned Women of America, if you're familiar with that group. Yeah, I gave a presentation to them last year. They're real nice. Yeah. So I'll be going out there in uh, next Monday, I guess, and uh, talk to them. And I'll be writing something in the Missouri in a couple of weeks. So And you'll have something coming out in the Missouri. Yes, yeah, so if you want to chat about that. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot of awareness about those. Hopefully, uh, uh, you know, voters will learn more about them coming up. But I tend to vote no on those because sometimes there's a special interest, but sometimes there's a good one. So... Helping uh, you know voters that care, concerned citizens like the listeners here, 